0: You're tuned in to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconato.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado.
1: Welcome Remnant Warriors all around the world, Pastor Todd Coconato here, and we're gonna be talking about 2024. What is gonna happen in (laughs) 24? Every year the prophets, quote unquote prophets, make predictions. Some of them are right, some of them are wrong. Uh, Most of the time they're saying how it's going to be such a great year, all these great things are going to happen, and uh, then we have some things happen like COVID or other unforeseen things like a war in Israel that no one seems to predict. Only maybe one or two people out there actually say that's coming or something like it's coming. Uh, So it's interesting that uh, our insight is not as good as we think it is in the Christian community. I'm not mocking the prophetic. Uh, I'm just stating the obvious, really. Uh, I think that there's a lot of people that claim to be prophetic, but they make statements that are probably from the flesh. Um, Because when there's a a prophetic utterance that's made, that's a warning. I think people don't really want to hear that as much these days. They don't want to be warned of... Uh, impending danger. They don't want to feel any more stress than they already do. And so they're they're looking, kind of grasping at straws, but looking for some type of good news or somebody that's saying there's going to be good news, even though I think inside they probably know it's not true. Uh, people just are happy to hear something good because the world is on fire and there's a lot of bad news. And so I want to make this very clear. I'm not mocking the prophets that are real. I'm just saying, as an observer, who's been in the Christian world for many, many years. And I I think anybody that's been in the Christian world for a long time, I I would find it really hard to argue this point. But it's rare that you hear a prophetic voice, that's a well-known prophetic voice, out there saying, doom and gloom, this is going to happen. Now, I just had a show, said we got to get off the doom and gloom train, and I agree. Uh, I'm not here to doom and gloom you again on this show. But what I am going to do is speak some very possible scenarios so that we in our mind can be prepared for what it looks like is going to happen in 24. And and at least we have the expectation to understand what this next year is going to look like and what the uh, lead up into the 24 election is going to look like. So let's do this. You know, when I was in what elementary school, they said, put your thinking caps on, right? We got to put our thinking caps on today. And let's just be honest about this. Let's have an honest conversation. What's 24 going to look like? You know, what are some of the things that we see that are building in the world? Well, we see China rising, that's for sure. Uh, their military is growing at a rapid pace. They're, they're militarizing continuously to try to, uh, you know, overpower the United States or at least be a very formidable adversary. And I think they already are. And now we're seeing them linking up with Russia, who happens to have the biggest nuclear stockpile in the world and also a pretty sophisticated military. So those two countries together are very formidable against the United States. And I have to say, uh, we've been watching the proxy war in the Ukraine, and it's not like the United States and all the weaponry that we've sent over and the NATO weaponry that's been sent over has really done too much to push Russia back. And Russia has been putting in its, you know, its its. Lower level equipment into this war. They haven't been using their fifth generation equipment, and yet uh they've been a pretty formidable adversary in that war. There in in the Ukraine war, uh, to the point where three hundred thousand plus Ukrainians have died. At least some people are saying that's the amount. Uh, most of them are the men of the country. Very sad situation. And at this point, it's kind of a stalemate, but. Ukraine certainly isn't winning, and that's after all the billions of dollars that we've poured over there and all the military equipment, munitions that we've sent to that proxy war. And, and what's really going on over there? It seems like people are kind of losing uh, attention. Of, you know, They don't even really care what's going on in Ukraine anymore because now, of course, there's the war in Israel that's gained most of the attention of the world. So what, what's going to happen with this war? So let's talk Ukraine war for a minute. Is this war going to be won by the West? Well, my prediction is no. It's not going to be won by the West, and I'm actually very surprised and disappointed in many of the rhinos and the neocons on the right that have supported this war, including uh, former vice president, unbelievable, very, very sad story, Mike Pence. Mike Pence got up there in one of the debates, I think it was the one that Tucker Carlson was giving, and he made it as if the Americans and especially the Republicans support the war I think that really ended his campaign at that point. I think that's why he had to suspend the campaign. The guy had no support whatsoever. After what he did, by the way, after what he did, when he could have made a difference, a historic difference, he could have took a stand in one of America's most important moments in our history when it came to the potential of voter, you know what, which I can't say on this broadcast or they'll take me down, the FCC and everybody will come after me, but you know what I'm talking about. What happened in 2020? And I don't say potential really. I'm, I we know what happened, but but Mike Pence didn't want to get involved, did he? He 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 just, you know, what did he do? He he basically, I think he didn't he high five. Was it Nancy Pelosi? Who did he high five? It was somebody on the Democrat side that he high five. What in the world was that? Uh, I I have to tell you, Mike Pence. You know, I I don't like him personally. I I do have some friends that say he's a good guy, but I also have uh, many people that have told me he's not who he says he is. In fact, this is going back to when he was the governor of Indiana. So I don't really uh, have have a good feeling about him. I never have. I know he he, he goes out there and pretends to be like Mr. Christian, but uh, again, it just goes down. Maybe, maybe you don't agree with me on this, and I'm not trying to stir the pot here, but let's just think about what could have potentially happened on that January 6th. Was it the 6th that he did? Yeah, it was the 6th. Now, I mean, that was the day where he could have changed history and at least all, all they really needed to do, if you think about it. I mean, let's just say all these people that are saying, oh, it was the safest election in history are right, even though we know they're not. But let's just say they are. What, what would be the big deal? What would be the big deal of just looking, looking into it, actually having a real investigation from a trustworthy investigator? a third-party investigator or maybe some type of investigator that could look into some of the ac- accusations, like what happened in Fulton County, all the weird stuff that happened there. Why, why couldn't in America, what would have been the big deal of just looking into some of these things? And why did the courts keep saying, oh, we don't have enough, uh, you know, what is it, merit? That they say that, you know, we don't have enough uh, information to, to adjudicate on this. In other words, we're not going to look into it. So why? Why 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 wouldn't the courts allow one of these cases to go through over the course of the last three, what, three and three and a half years, three years? Why why couldn't they just let some one case there's you're telling me there's not one judge out there that would have just said, you know what, let's go ahead and look into this? And that's why the Americans are so frustrated. And you know, there's a lot of people saying, well, not much has changed. And you know, I was talking to Dinesh D'Souza the other day, and he's kind of saying, hey, really, not much changed. You know, there are some positive developments, but not much. You know, so so, what are we going to look at in 24? So that's why, you know, I think that's why Mike Pence had no campaign because the folks are like, dude, you may have made the biggest blunder in American history. I mean, you, what you did could have sank our country, essentially. Because now look what's going on. The world's on fire. The economy's in the tank. People are talking about, it's most likely going to be a recession in 24 well we know they're probably propping it up anyways you know quantitative easing type things with the with the Fed and just pouring it printing money like crazy the deficit is ballooned the debt's ballooned everything's ballooning I mean it's like unbelievable where we're at economically as a country and this is with the global reserve currency what if we lost the global reserve so okay yeah this is where it gets in a doom and gloom and I don't want to be doom and gloom I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm I'm hitting myself on the arm like Todd don't do it but this is why we've got, to, we've got to be in it, but not of it. This is why we've got to operate in God's economy. This is why we've got to take our, you know, get our strength from the Lord every day. Because if you look at the natural, it's abysmal. It's so sad to see America, the greatest country in the world, going down this direction and, and could soon lose everything, really. I mean, we could become kind of like the UK after they lost their empire, you know uh and it took them a while they had a deck it was about a decade of, of nothingness of stagnancy you know that i mean we don't we, we would have a worse probably situation than them and what does that look like who takes over by the way china because they're the next superpower in line and that means a communist that you know the, the, that would be a real bad thing for the world to have the only superpower in the world be communist that'd be real bad but then again How does the tribulation happen, right? Probably something along those lines, you know, the globalist plan, the world economic plan. So anyway, let's get into the good things that could happen in 24 that I'm going to predict. And today's show is basically just predicting what's going to happen in 24. So there's going to be good, there's going to be bad, and we're going to get through all this stuff. But then I'm going to give you a tremendous amount of hope at the end. This is the stuff that we've been talking about, that we get our strength, not from uh, the things of this world, but from the Lord, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and we shall soar with wings like eagles. We shall run and not grow weary and we shall walk and not faint. So we're going to, we're going to end it with a good note, but I do have to talk about these things with you. So please forgive me if it is kind of doomy and gloomy, but if we don't, who else talks about this? What other pastors, you know, that talk about this? So pastor Todd.org is the website. What's going to happen in 24, what we need to be prepared for mentally, physically, Emotionally and spiritually We'll be back This is the Todd Coconato Show The Remnant Welcome We have a new app that's coming out Stay tuned We're going to be launching the app very soon I'm very excited about it It's going to give us an opportunity To have free speech In an online community Without the censorship That's good Uh, We got a lot of things coming down the pike this next year. We're going to do a lot of crusades. We got the Remnant Revival Center in three different locations around the country. God is building a remnant army in this hour, and you are part of it. Thank you for being a part of this show. And I'm not going to get into super doom and gloomy stuff today, but I also have to see, this is where the balance comes in. You know, I have to hold myself to the same standard. I can't get on the doom and gloom train myself. And trust me, that's why I did that show, because I have the problem just as, as you and I, you know, we all have the same problem. It's doomy and gloomy out there. That's the forecast if you look at the flesh. And that's why we got to stay in the spirit. But I also have to talk about these things as a watchman because 24 is going to be a tough year. And I don't think most people understand just how tough it's going to be on many different levels. They're, they're going to wage a psychological warfare operation on the American people unlike anything we've seen yet. And you better believe if these people that are currently running our country think that they could lose their power and they're backed into a corner, who knows what they'll do? I mean, really? Well, you know, Tucker Carlson did some... Uh, kinda, he sounded like a prophet, honestly, and I want to play this for you, this clip. It was, it was truly uh, like a prophetic thing that he said, but let's listen to Tucker Carlson.
0: Joe Biden and Donald Trump. I would bet my beloved fishing camp in Maine that that is not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So what will happen? Well, I don't know. One of like 400 distinct... Other possibilities? I mean, I just can't even, you know, pick one. By the way, if it's Gavin Newsom, we all should be very, very concerned. That guy's scary and I mean it, I mean it, it's scary. Yeah, but that's a whole separate conversation. But the point is, this is, this will be forced. These issues will be forced soon, like in a year. And the road from here to November of 2024 is gonna be filled with developments nobody in this room could foresee, I can promise you that. So it's about to get very serious, uh, for sure. It's it's only leadership of the world at stake, which is also, by the way, we now know the most lucrative possible political franchise in human history. So everything's at stake. What wouldn't they do? What haven't they done? What might they do next? Let your imagination run wild. So the question, the only one that you can answer is, how will you prepare yourself for that? And because that really is the only question. And, and I mean, I just my my answers to that in my own life, I'll just tell you what I think. One, be a little bit more serious. You know, like, take this seriously. Much as you want to retreat and pretend everything is fine. Sit down. It's not fine.
1: Well, he's right. It's not fine. We're in a major battle. And this is where we have to be sober minded. And I apologize for the music and the background of that. That was a clip that somebody put together on Instagram. But I thought it was a very good clip. It was a recent clip. From Tucker Carlson. He was just talking about the, the various obstacles that are in our way as we go into 24. You know, I had a conversation with General Flynn a few months back, and I asked him, I said, General Flynn, what do you think about the 24 election? He said, Well, I don't even know if there's going to be a 24 election. He said, There's so many different things they could do. They could pull the War Powers Act, he said um the war powers act would be uh, in a situation where if we were in, in a in a war in a hot war with russia or hot war with china uh, we don't know is, is china going to make a move uh, they know that their time is short if especially if president trump were to get back in uh are they going to make a move on taiwan they're certainly eyeing taiwan there's there's are they're, they're posturing towards that but they do realize there is a lot of american forces in the in the region there in the area in the Asian Pacific. And there would probably be a hot war that would happen. Are they willing to sacrifice that because their economy, um, you know, their economy is is actually not growing as fast as it used to in China. So uh, they have problems on the home front, like all the real estate that they have developed there. You know, a lot of it's uh, ghost cities, and um, things are slowing down. Now their slowing down is still better than our normal. Um, their economy is still growing at you know pretty good percentage but you know according to our standards i mean we we get excited at three percent growth four percent growth here in america they've been having you know exponential growth for a long time now elongated period of time but it has slowed down and so this is really an opportune time because for china they have to kind of make a move and how they're going to position themselves on the world stage and i think that's what they're doing by really i mean they're involved all over south america they're involved in africa you got the BRICS nations rising up so you know, any sober. If we had some good leadership, where are the good leaders? And I and this is, goes back to the church. You know, I just think there's so many. I was talking to somebody from a large denomination. They work at the headquarters, one that you would know. It's a charismatic denomination, one that I'm very familiar with, by the way. And they were sharing with me how the uh, there's there's a real disease of wokeness that's hit the hits hit the denomination. They're they're worried about church growth and. You know, they've got into, like, all the seeker-friendly stuff and, you know, a lot of performance. And it, it, she's like, they're not even talking about the real issues. And so you got a, a church that's literally, you know, distracted and diverted into other areas instead of actually fighting on the on the front lines of our culture war here. And our spirit, it's what, it's, what it is, is spiritual. war. And I think this is where the frustration from the folks comes in. You know, the frustration from you and I, is because we see danger, danger, and we also know that it could be averted. See, Donald Trump showed us that it could be averted. And I think that's what's the most frustrating thing, is if right now we became energy independent, if right now we turned around our policies, we stopped uh, all the the environmental nonsense that they're pushing, because they've been pushing this for 30-plus years. First it was cooling, then it was warming, then it's climate change. They don't even know what to call it. But what it is, it's a big tax. The problem with... Climate change in the Western world is that China could care less. They're, you think they hold to the same standards that we do? No, they want to be positioned for success. So instead, what do we do? We outsource our businesses, our manufacturing sector, all that to China, where they're doing the same things anyway, only they're benefiting themselves. And meanwhile, we sit here in America and, and play by these ridiculous rules, and then we got the unions, we get all the special interest groups. You know, my wife and I were talking about this yesterday, the military-industrial complex, big pharma, So, you know, I can't even talk about that stuff because they'll pull us down on our stream. This is where we're at. So censorship is out of control. Uh, You know, I'm on a list. I already found this out. Now I'm on a list where can you imagine this as a pastor in the the United States of America? I'm on a censorship list because I talk about real issues because I care about saving this country. So it's it's hard. I got to I got to really discipline myself not to get doomy and gloomy. So I'm just going to share with you because I think this Remnant community deserves the truth. The next year is going to be tough. It's going it's to challenge us, possibly to a level that we have not been challenged yet. And we have to get our minds right now, spiritually and mentally and physically. I would say physically, too. If you're not in shape, listen, I was getting really out of shape for a while because I was so focused on all my work and I was getting really out of shape. And the Lord said, you got to get your body healthy, Todd. Because the battle ahead is going to take mind, body, spirit, all three. You've got to be in good physical shape or you're not going to make it. And you can't let the stress overtake you either. You know, stress is an assignment of the enemy. But, it's, but I just mentioned like, what, 5% of some of the things that we should be concerned about going into the next year. And I can already feel like, you know, everybody on the broadcast here, all of us are thinking about these things and it, like, it, it raises our blood pressure. I don't want to raise your blood pressure. I'm just trying to keep it real because as I mentioned, I had been asked by somebody to give a prophetic outlook for 24 and I want to give it to this audience before I give it to them. So when we get back, I'm going to I'm going to share with you prophetically what I feel like the Lord is is putting on my heart and then we're going to get into how we're going to not only survive but thrive. So this is going to turn around to a good thing and it's not the doom and gloom train, but but it will keep us really understanding what what the situation is at hand. So don't don't go anywhere, stay tuned Share the broadcast PastorTodd.org is the website PastorTodd.org is the website Please help us in this work Support our work It's very important We'll be right back This is the Todd Coconado Show Pastor Todd here I'm going to be coming back out to Charlotte on December 2nd I'll be at Alan Didio's church December 2nd Charlotte area if you're in the area come on out it's going to be a good night uh, we're really anticipatory about what the Lord's going to do there because revival is in the air and listen I'll tell you this even though I'm talking about some tough things on today's show and I'm being careful not to get doomy and gloomy to hold myself to my own standard but uh, you know regardless of that the Lord is moving he's moving in a very powerful way and that's what it keeps me encouraged as I see how the Lord is moving I know the Lord is moving and I am encouraged by that he is there's more people that are hungry and are thirsting for the truth, for righteousness, and we're seeing a great harvest of souls in this hour. And I just thank everybody that supports uh, this ministry. Very, very important. We have a lot of um, things that we're trying to do from a vision standpoint, and we need your support. So thank you very much, ToddCoconato.com. ToddCoconato.com slash give is the way that you can support this program. Okay, we're talking about very important situation here. So 24. What's it going to look like? I, I think it's going to be a year where we're going to have some real challenges that they're gonna they're gonna pull some things out of their hat. There's going to be worse accusations. There's going to be uh, civil disobedience from organizations like BLM and uh, uh, you know the, the people that lit the the cities on fire. I mean, don't be surprised if they reemerge. Some of those folks. Uh, don't be surprised if there's some type of mass shooting event where they push, uh, you know, gun control again. Don't be surprised if I mean these things are all going to probably happen in the next year, and then there's going to be some surprises, things that we probably couldn't have thought of, but they're coming. And I really believe they look. They have a whole year. This is literally November. We they have a whole year, and America needs to prepare. The church needs to prepare, and we need to understand we're in a major war. It's it's a, it's a, it's a it's a once in a in a generation type of war. I mean, this is the last time we've been at this type of situation was World War II. And I'm not even saying like the Vietnam War or the Korean War. This is the last time that we've been in this type of situation was World War II where literally the whole world is on fire. And that's what's happening right now. And they said World War II was the war to end all wars. Well, I think we're building up to Gog and Magog. I think that's what's building up in Israel And I think uh, there's people that are very nefarious, dark, evil people that have been behind the scenes working to whittle away at America's strength on many levels, whether it be economic, whether it be military, whether it be energy independence. I mean, look at look at the policies of the modern left. Do any of them benefit America? Are any of them America first? None. I mean, it's all it's all just some crazy town stuff. Seriously, I mean, (laughs) I don't know how they even get away with it, but you know these kids in the colleges that are programmed by these same Saul Alinsky type people, you know these these sauolinsky uh, rules for radicals agenda and the and the and the like obama and and them that are now in power and, and and pulling the levers here in america and 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 the deep state and the and the globalists. and you know so some people will say that's conspiracy, but I mean, just look at the policies. Just look at the policies that come out of these people. So it's pretty scary when you look at this stuff and then you think, okay, well, what are they, like Tucker said, well, what are they going to pull this next year? And so here's, here's a couple of things that I, I saw prophetically. I'm going to give a, a broad, we're going to do a broadcast on Charisma and uh, they're, they're going to ask me, Pastor Todd, what do you think about for 24? So I know most people say, it's going to be your prosperity. God's going to come in and, re- you know, just get rid of all the enemies and everybody's, you know, that's a, if you are listening to like a Julie Green type, you know, and again, and that's how people want to hear a positive message. They want to hear that. So they gravitate towards that. I think it's kind of dying out at this point because I think people are starting to see that it's not happening like they say. But there's, there's going to be people that still gravitate towards that message. Simply, Even in the back of their mind, they probably know it's not true. Just because they want to hear something positive, like I said earlier. Because the, the, the prophet that comes in and says, it's going to be a tough year. It may be the toughest yet. Prepare. Prepare your mind. Prepare your body. Prepare your spirit for what's coming. Understand that we're in biblical times and that we're going to see prophetic, biblical-type events happening in the next couple of years people don't want to hear that. They want to hear that God's going to swoop in and save us or that Donald Trump is going to come and save us. So they're they're still listening to that type of message. And we got to pray for President Trump. He's in a major battle, major battle. His family's in a battle. He's in a battle. And I, I know people that talk to him pretty regularly and they They just share with me things, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not always how it looks like publicly and it's not always what it sounds like in the MAGA world. You know, this, this invincible man, I mean, he's, listen, I, I think he's Teflon Don. I mean, the guy has, which stood more than probably any human being that I can think of could, but I'm not, I'm also being realistic here. You know, that what we saw last Tuesday in the elections was very troubling uh, because it's, 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 it's showing us what they could very, you know, they could do again and um so you know my here's my predictions i think that we're going to see a, a tough year a roller coaster ride i think that there's going to be surprises things that um we probably didn't expect but that they had planned uh, i think that they're going to there's going to be a lull at some point in in this war but then it's going to it's going to fire back up and see they have a lot of things pending right now okay they've got the potential to bring back another type of virus. They have the potential to have a hot war with Russia and China. They have a potential to have riots in the streets here in America. They have a potential to have, you know, see, they, they built up all these, these varying things and they're all kind of, it's like a bunch of plates that are spinning. And so now they have options. They got a lot of options. I mean, they could, they could pull out another, you know, they could do an economic crisis. They could do a, a, a cyber attack. All this stuff is laid out. So it's kind of like, well, which one are they going to do? Well, we don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say that. You know, I have a strong feeling that there's going to be some type of event here on the, in, in the homeland. I think there's going to be some type of event here. That's my personal feeling. Uh, a major event, like a, like a big event. I mean, last time it was like a George Floyd situation. It could be something along those lines. I think they're going to they're have some type of major polarizing event. I guarantee you. And we got to pray against that. But I think there's going to be some type of major polarizing event that's going to cause emotions to really just be out of control here in America. And why are they going to do that? Because that's, that's, that they would love for us to fight with each other. They love that because then we don't look at them. So that's what they're going to do. There's going to be some type of thing that they're going to do. And that's why they don't like guys like me because I talk about this stuff. I put it out there. And that's why they censor me because they can't win In the argument, it's too much truth for them. They can't handle it. It's too much truth. So I think there's going to be, on on the world stage, a major event and domestically a major event. I think we're going to see two major events to, to overwhelm the folks and also to distract the folks. And you're going to hear nonstop reporting on these things. And that's going to just suck up the entire news cycle. And and meanwhile, they're going to be putting Trump through as many court case uh, circuses as they possibly can. And they're going to they're going to keep him bogged down with that with legal battles. And so this is what we have to look forward to right now. And so uh, meanwhile, a lot of the church is is asleep still. Uh, Many people have gone back to their hibernation, back to their normal, what they consider normal because it's too much for them to handle. And then you do have the doom and gloomers out there where, you know, they're just preparing for the end times, Todd, we're done. And, you know, I can understand where that viewpoint comes from. Obviously, it doesn't look good. The outlook doesn't look good. But this is where we have to really discipline our minds and control ourselves and realize that, you know, we can't get caught up in this whole thing because that is the strategy of the enemy is to get us overwhelmed and to feel defeated. We've been unmasking that quite, you know, often in our services. That is the plan. That is the strategy to overwhelm us. So how do we overcome this? Well, that's what I'm going to spend the rest of the broadcast talking about. How do we overcome this? And you say, well, those weren't really prophetic predictions. Look, I'm not going to sit here and make exact predictions. I think personally, Tucker was pretty spot on. I think they're going to probably replace Biden at some point. I think they already have somebody planned. Maybe it's Newsom. Maybe it's Michelle Obama. Maybe it's Oprah. I don't know. But one of those, you know, it's going to be somebody that they have in there. Ready to go. I don't think they're going to prop up Kamala Harris. I don't think that's going to be who they're going to do. And I think they know she can't win. But the thing is, is they're going to put like a Gavin. Imagine a Gavin Newsom. I mean, I lived in California. That guy, some people like him just because they think he's a good looking guy or something. They don't even understand this guy. I mean, this is a guy that literally looks up to Xi Jinping. I mean, I'm not even kidding you. He literally looks up to him. And he would, he would be like, a, you know, like Canada's guy, you know, Trudeau. He's a very similar type of guy. So, you know, this is uh, you know, let's just be real. Let's just be real. So but but the deal is, I mean, I think a lot of the things that I said and you watch it compared to the people that are saying everything is we're going to have Nasera and Sarah and Trump's going to come back in before 24 and the military's in control. And you know, all those people that are still on that train, they're going to keep pushing that. And you know why? It brings in money. It brings in money to them. See, if I wanted to make a lot of money, see, I, I can't do this type of thing. Actually, I, I hurt myself. I shoot myself in the foot. And thank you to those that believe in us and that support us because I, I, I'm doing like all the things not to do in order to, to make money. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I'm, I'm being like the prophets that they, they ran from in the Bible because they didn't want to hear it. And uh, the people need to repent. Now, this is the thing. If America repented, and I just mean the church, I mean the people of God, if my people, if Christians started getting serious about our country and realized the real situation that we're in, we didn't sugarcoat it. If we really understood the situation from a spiritual standpoint that we're in and we started taking action and we stopped with all the skinny jeans and lattes and smoke machines and celebrity Christianity And the seeker friendlyism, and the motivational speakers and the people that don't say one darn thing about any of the stuff that I talked about today, you go to their service and you think it would be like 1999, nothing's changed. That's the problem. But if we started calling out sin and getting active, calling upon the name of the Lord, repenting as a people of God, I'm not talking about every American, I'm talking about as a people of God, and we started standing for morality, biblical morality there would be a turnaround. If we started getting serious about the harvest of souls, if we started making disciples of the nations, if there is a true spiritual awakening, and I think this can happen without the leaders in the church, many of the people that are out to lunch, got their heads buried. I think this that's what God is doing here. He's allowing this to happen grassroots. He's, he's choosing the people. He, he's raising up the people that were hidden for a time such as this, the people that are willing to, to stand for righteousness. The people that are willing. He's, he's raising up the mama bears and the papa bears. The people that, that historically wouldn't have gotten involved, but they just, they feel such an urgency in their heart. Maybe you, maybe that's you. The remnant army that's out here that listens to this broadcast every week. You, thank God for you. You are the supply line. You are the prayer warriors. You are the folks that keep this going, that keeps this nation standing still. That's why we're still here. It's because of you and your prayers. And God still has mercy on us as a people because of the remnant that's praying. And so we're watchmen. I talked about some serious stuff today. I tried not to get doom and gloomy, but this is the reality. And I think those of you that listen to me, you know that, that I I can't beat around the bush and I'm not going to lie to you either. But in us, you know, you, you can't change anything until you actually say what the problem is. And then you come up with solutions. So we got to come up with real solutions. And in this next segment, if you stick around, we're going to get to the solutions to all the things that we talked about today, the potentials, the things that they could do. But we're also going to, we're going to believe that God is going to intervene here because the church, the ecclesia, the body of Christ rises up and turns from our wicked ways, turns back to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and calls upon his name for our country. PastorTod.org is the website. PastorTod.org. We'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconado Show. Pastor Todd here. We're in the final segment of the show today in 2 Chronicles 7.14. It says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I'll heal their land. And we know that that's what God wants of us. That is our that is our battle cry. That is our our assignment right now, to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek the face of God, to turn from wickedness. Proverbs 14.34 Says righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And this verse is underscoring the importance of righteousness as a foundation of a nation's moral and spiritual health. We, we're sick, you know. The Bible offers a bunch of principles on how people of God can seek God's favor and His blessing, particularly in times of moral decline. Or when, when seeking a, to turn the country around, that's what we not we we got to turn the country around. And these principles involve repentance. They involve prayer. They involve obedience to God's commandments, and pursuing righteousness and justice. I'm not talking about social justice; I'm talking about spiritual justice. You know, Micah six eight, Micah six eight in the New King James, he has shown you, O oh man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to live, uh, to love mercy. To walk humbly with your God. Micah is summarizing God's requirements for his people. Mercy, humility, walking justly, doing what's right before God. Matthew five thirteen through 16. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus calls his followers to be the salt of the earth, to be the light of the world, suggesting that we are to influence society in a positive way, in a Christian way. The, the culture is supposed to be downstream of the church. We have been absent. We have been absent in leading the culture. We have become like the culture. And this has been something that I've probably been saying for years. And many of you have been saying it for years. So why doesn't it change? Do we got to get rid of all the leaders in the church? I mean, what, what is going on with these woke denominations? How is it that they're so deceived? How is it that they don't see, that they don't have the urgency? It's like we're, we're like the people on the Titanic that were playing the violin as the ship was going down. Do people understand what the world's going to look like without America being the superpower? Do people understand? People say, well, is America going to go away? I'm not saying it's going to go away, but we're going to go into a, a, a real hole, I mean, our currency is going to devalue more and more. It's already devaluing a lot. And there's going to be disorder in our society. There's not going to be the, the services that we're used to. There's going to be a major disruption and shift. We are, we are going to experience judgment unless we change. I think we're at the last, last breath of hope for that, to change around. God has given us a little bit more time. But do you see most churches in your community, let's just be real, with the urgency that you and I have, do you see them sounding the alarm? Are they making a difference? A lot of these people are just as corrupt as the politicians. A lot of them are just as corrupt as all the other people that are pulling the levers in our society, including in the church. And that's what's so disheartening to me. And that's why I've dedicated my life. And trust me, my family pays a high price for it. You got to pray for them. Pray for me. We pay a high price for speaking this truth. I'm not, I'm not asking for a pat on the back from you. I'm just telling you this is the reality. I mean, we, we're in a war. We are in a battle. A it, is, it is intense. I have to, Sometimes I have to pull back for a minute and just take a breath. It comes from every angle. The warfare is, is insane. And I know if you're fighting, you get it. But we do know God is with us. And look, here's how I feel about it. I'm going to do everything that I know that I can. Everything that the Bible says, everything that I know in my spirit that I can do. And then if if we end up falling as a country, you know, at least I know I did everything I could. I, I have a clear conscience. And you know what? Life goes on. The church will still be here unless the Lord raptures us out of here. The church is going to survive. We don't know the future of America. We don't know the future of our currency. We don't know the future of anything. But you know what I do know? is the future that God's told us about, that we're going to rule and reign, that our focus is eternal. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you are also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses, 1 Timothy 6.12. This is the, you want to know what the fight of faith is? This is it. We're in the fight of faith because the devil wants us to look at all the things that we talked about. I didn't even get into everything today. Because I was trying real hard to walk that balancing line of not going on the doom and gloom train. But at the same time, warning you as a shepherd so you can get your mind and your body and your spirit prepared and discipline yourself in it but not of it. You know, focus on what's good. Focus on what's pure. Focus on what's holy. That's what the scripture says. Keep the faith. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness. Oh boy, are we ever. This is what we're looking at. This is what we're staring at right in the face. Paul said, therefore, I run thus not with uncertainty. Thus, I fight not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. lest when I preach to others, I myself should become disqualified. He said, look, I got to keep it real. When I'm fighting, I'm making the connection because I know the battle that I'm in. In Jude 1:3 it says, "Beloved, while I was very diligent to write you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write you exhorting you to contend earnestly for what the faith, which was once and for all delivered to the saints. In Romans 12:21, it says, "Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good." How in the world do we do that, Pastor Todd? You know what? All I can tell you is this: I can't change everything. You can't change everything. But what we can do is in our circle of influence, in our area of expertise, in our, in, our, in our whatever it is that you do for a profession or for ministry or for your family or your friend circles, speak truth. Stand for righteousness. Be a righteous person like Noah in the middle of a demonic world. Be that salt in the light. Let people know there is true believers out there. There are true believers out there. Do that be the change. Stay positive. Stay positive. We we look at the storm and we say, you know what? Jesus is in the boat. That's what we do. We look look at the storm and we say, yep, this is what you said was going to happen. God, here it is. Wow, I'm actually alive in this time period that you said was coming. Here it is. Therefore, we also, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Hebrews 12, one through 2. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. First Peter five, eight through nine. This is some real stuff right here. This is what God tells us to do. It's a delicate balance. Psalm thirty four eighteen. the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as a, that have a contrite spirit. That's you and me. Do you have a contrite spirit? Do you have a broken heart for this world? I have a broken heart for this world. Isaiah 41.10, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Nehemiah 8.10, New King James, the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's a mic drop right there. The joy of the Lord is our strength. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That might be my new life verse. Isaiah forty thirty one. you know it? The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart is trusted in him. I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. And with my song, I will praise him. That's Psalms uh, 28, 7. 2 Corinthians 4.16, therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Renew your strength in the Lord. Get your mind right. Get your body right. Get your spirit right. I will tell you something. When I spend time with the Lord, he renews my strength. When I spend time in prayer, I get a boost. I get an uplifting from the Holy Spirit, and that's how I do what I do. Some days it's really hard. Some days it's really tough. Some days I'm depressed. I have to fight it. I I have to break the lying spirit of depression that tries to come on me. But I know this. I yield the sword. I stand for righteousness. I eat the manna from heaven. And I will not be dismayed for the Lord our God is with us. I am not afraid. God has promised us eternal life. That is our hope. I am alive in him, always living in view of eternity. So 24, buckle up. It's going to be a tough year. People don't want to hear it, but it is. But you're going to get through it, and you're going to renew your strength because you get your power, not from the things of this world, but from the God of heaven and earth. And that's why you're different. In it, but not of it. We love you, and we bless you. We'll be back next week. PastorTodd.org is the website. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant today. We're so blessed that you tuned in. Thank you to this remnant army that keeps us going. You are the fuel, and uh, we're reaching a lot of people. We're seeing a lot of people getting saved and set free and healed and delivered, uh, but we need your help. We need your support. Please go to toddcoconato.com slash give, or you can go to pastor todd.org and pray about becoming a monthly partner. We need... Uh, some more monthly partners, please, especially going into this next season. We really, really, really need it. Okay. We love you guys. We bless you. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening.